openness, deliberation, information, and connections. This is the Light of Mind Show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Light of Mind Show. This is episode one, and I'm your host, Sarah Thomas. Before we get started with today's connected conversation, I do want to take a moment to ask a favor of you guys. If any of these conversations resonate with you, if you can take something out of this and receive a message and have it alter your life or change the way you think um, or help you change the way others think, please do me a favor and leave a positive review on whatever streaming platform you are using, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, what have you. Um, It will do me a great solid and I also think it'll help others, you know, find a podcast that will probably change uh, a lot for them. So thank you in advance. Joining me today is a great friend of mine and he goes by the name of Ryan. Uh, He is amazing and I when we met, we instantly clicked and I always enjoy his insights. So hopefully with today's conversation, you can also enjoy his insights and kind of take something from what this guy has to say, because I've learned a lot about myself through Ryan. Let's just say that. So let's get started. Welcome. It's uh, honestly really cool to have you here, especially to kick this thing off and start off episode one. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Uh, everyone, you know, fun fact with Ryan is he actually has never told me how to say his name correctly. Um, and simply because he doesn't know how to say his own name correctly. Yeah, that's true. I don't even know how to pronounce my own name. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I know how to pronounce my last name in like Tagalog, which is Hirang. Hirang. But then my first name, uh, is spelled R-Y-N-E, which is, I mean, there's other people that have that spelling I've seen before. So. Have they pronounce their name like Ryan? I think, you. yeah, usually it's just Ryan. Well, he told me when I asked him, like, how do I actually pronounce your name? But the only reason I say that is because most of my life, people have given me, like, nicknames, like, uh, like, Riney in college. A lot of people call me Riney. So if you knew me from college, it's Riney. Yeah, but you, I mean, I get it. But you just told me when I first <laughs> met you. Uh, you can, whatever, however you want to say it. That's and honestly how I feel, though. You can I'm say it however like, you want. I'm looking like, what the fuck? I don't even know how to begin and say it in the first place. So. I, I feel like that makes, I thought that made people feel better. And and I just don't give people nicknames until I feel like we're close or yeah. like close enough. I think that nicknames, you only take them on if you're close to the people. Well, I guess it's because like a lot of people, I know um, sometimes like if you get their name wrong, they get offended or whatever. But me personally, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, that's why I say it's whatever. My name may be plain as hell, but forget that H and I'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) What if somebody pronounces it Syrah? Uh, I mean, depends on who's pronouncing it Syrah and why, (laughs) you know, because if she's cute, (laughs) I'll allow it. All right. Uh, But I feel that I have not really given you a good nickname, but you did earn nickname, (laughs) the nickname, uh, Sweetness. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about that, actually. <laughs> Ryan and I actually met at work. We both work at Barnes & Noble. Uh, we started off as co-workers, and currently Ryan is one of my best baristas, and I'm a cafe manager for a Barnes & Noble location that I will not disclose because, <laughs> <laughs> yikes. Yeah, so we met at Barnes & Noble, and at first, I didn't really know how to, you know, I'm quiet in the beginning. I'm, gauge, I'm, low, yeah. I'm low key in the beginning. I didn't really know how to gauge gauge you, and for me, 
when I meet people, I'm just like, fuck it, all or nothing, you know? Like, I'm not going to play the coy, shy person because I'm already in this position to, you know, have to be around you either way. Like, I might as well have the upper hand and put myself out there first. But I, I do understand that that could come off as a little overwhelming to other people because my I have a very big, you know, type B personality. And I think for me, I absorb like the energy of whoever's around me. So like, I kind of walk into any situation very neutral and then whatever somebody gives to me, I'll give that back. Mm. So it's like, well, that, you see, and when we first met, I was like, Oh, I don't really know if this, you know, but if you start joking guy, with me, I'll start joking with you back. And so. that's how it all started. So, you know, it's, it, it's interesting that we made it this far because I honestly feel that you are one of the, um, like closest people I became friends with here when Same. I first moved here nearly, you know, two years ago. But, you know, when we first met, I would not have gauged that our relationship would have, you know, grown this far. Uh, and it's crazy because as an adult, you don't realize that most of the people that you meet and, you know, connect with are going to be usually at work now. Cause like what other spaces do we have? True. Once you're not point? in school anymore. It's yeah. Like so I, I want to give you a moment to kind of introduce yourself and, and, uh, let the audience know kind of who you are and what you're all about. Yeah, well, yeah. So like Sarah said, uh, work at Barnes and Noble, Barbista. I'm currently uh, 25. Um, I graduated with a bachelor in science with human development in like 2018, but uh, I'm not really doing anything with that. <laughs> that's like you. a lot. That's like a lot, of, a lot of people right now. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess I'm not say. I guess I wouldn't say I'm really like lost per se, but I don't really have much of a direction right now. So, still trying to figure myself out, you know. Uh, going through that journey like everybody else ain't that the truth but what ryan didn't tell you is that he has an amazing singing voice um i am trying to encourage him to you know start working on his music and get an ep out so when he really starts you know i'm getting on it i'm writing i'm writing right now i know you're on your way there but Please be on the lookout for that, especially he's working on his YouTube right now. And I say that as a lie because he, <laughs> I have not he's not. But I'm hoping, uh, you know, as I said, that it put a fire under his ass to kind of get that. I feel started. It. It's getting warm in here. Yeah. Hell yeah. So without further ado, I kind of just want to get started with our, our topic today. And today we are talking about relationships. Oh, God. I know. Disgusting. But we're not just talking about romantic relationships. We're not just talking about familial relationships. We are talking about them all, you know, because believe it or not, everything is about a connection and every connection kind of shapes us and how we navigate our future. So what better time than now to talk about all the people that we like? Before you even start. That we dislike? I know, right? Because I have a list. I think the um, easiest one probably would be romantic relationships. Oh, definitely. Because, I mean, I think everybody more or less, like, understands, like, family, friends. The hardest one, I think the most Do they, though? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm assuming too much of people. I'm glad that you mentioned that. And I'm going to circle back to uh, that in a second. But, you know, I think right now is a time to highlight romantic relationships because we have been, you know sheltering in place and some of us have you know been with our significant others and it has helped our relationship others have you know like myself have been in shelter in place and that shit 
probably it, it didn't opens, destroy my relationship, but it eyes, definitely it let me know that that was uh, its end. So it you know, and not that it was um, a sad moment. Like, of course, any kind of romantic relationship, especially if it's long term, you're gonna feel sad about it. You're gonna feel sad about the ending, you know. But for me, I'm most grateful for the process and the transformation I had myself um, while in a relationship because that was probably the first one. Would you mind, maybe you want to like talk a little bit more in detail about about it? Like just for people that might not know. Oh, I don't want to talk about her. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just like the situation, like how long it was. Um, Okay, yeah. How serious it was in your your head. You make a point there. Um, It was actually a really serious relationship. I still have love for her till this day, um, there is no, you know, hard feelings or ill will towards her. It was just a relationship that we outgrew. We were with each other for nearly four years. So since, you know, the summer of 2016, and that was a good one for, I think a lot of us, let's let's be real. The summer of 2016 you, changed a lot of our lives. Let's, we were either in a big ass hoe phase or we got locked the fuck down. My hoe phase ended at that point. Yeah, see, my hoe phase ended at that point too. And so um, that's why with that four year relationship and, you know, us being, together for so long. The thing was, we were both in a a very new space when we met and we moved very fast. Like our lives were changing. I had just lost my grandma like right before I met her and my grandma was, you know, the center of my world and I was like chronically depressed. I think I think I was going out right after my grandma died, which I believe was in March, like the end of March, right before her 74th birthday. I was going out like almost every weekend and just drinking and drinking. And if I wasn't going out, you know, like I was just doing a lot of dumb shit. Did you trying to occupy my time by? Were you honest about like the reason why, or did you just like, you know, fall? I was honestly just looking for any distraction that would keep me from. That happens to a lot of us. Like whenever there's like some kind of trauma or whatever, we just try to bury ourselves, bury our feelings. I don't handle death well. I could say that, Mm -hmm. uh, like, hundred percent. Like I watched my like close childhood friend die right in front of me right when I was like 18 years old he got shot in the head after a party you know uh rest in peace Choco we miss you uh so much dude uh you were a light in this world but after that experience I just you know I got so like hardened with death I didn't know how to process it because you you just see somebody that you thought your was, um, parents ever um I don't know. You you go through this world and you just know people and you think that they will never die. Like nothing bad could ever happen yeah. to them because they're just so good. And they're, you know, and then something like that happens. It just shakes you. You don't, you know. And so after that, I never really processed it. Well, I actually didn't. I went to my grandma's funeral, but I stayed in the parking lot the whole time. I can't say that I regret it because I would never want to see somebody that I held in such high regard and I saw as a literal angel on earth kind of, you know, in that manner. It's like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't fit the picture that I had for them. So I don't want to have that last image of somebody that way, you know, even if it means seeing them for the last time, I think I don't get closure that way. And I know some people do, and you're allowed to get that however way you feel, but I just don't get closure that way. So that was like hard for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Did your parents ever like, or any of your family ever have like the conversation about death with you, like growing up? Um, honestly, death was like prevalent in my life. I've always had somebody die, or you know, like uh, it was just always talked about so loosely. My mom is very religious, so um, the conversation of death isn't something that 
is brought up seriously not like not like she makes comedy about it but you know it's always like i grew up with people saying you know we're living in our last days or if if god willing you know if god allows me mm. and so i always grew up thinking that i guess when it becomes so was... common it's like you kind of get a yeah. little bit desensitized but also like it's right. serious but you get desensitized so and then i like would balance. hear like or you know another cousin passed away or another yeah. uncle i i had an uncle actually pass away um two years ago from aids and I like watching him live was like watching him die. You, you see him and he was once so healthy, uh, like, you know, and then you just watch somebody wither and watching him live and try to hold on to this life was literally like watching him die. So I, I think it's a combination, but I never had somebody that I was deeply like connected and rooted to. And I feel that I owed my life to like my grandmother pass away. So when that happened, I was really just, you know, I was numb and I was trying to do anything to distract myself. And that led to a lot of people getting hurt. That led to me hurting myself in the process. And, um, well, cause you kind of latch on to like new relationships cause you're looking for like a little bit more comfort again. And see, that's the thing. I don't think I would latch on to relationships. I think I would manipulate relationships to suit whatever I needed at the time. Yeah. I guess. That's um, what I meant. And, and the thing is what I needed most was kind of, self-reflection and I needed to see why, you know, it pained me so much. And, and really it was because I felt that my grandma was the only person that really seen me, you know? Um, and after she left this world, like I felt like no one could really see me. So I felt invisible. And if, if I really took the time to figure that out in the moment, I think I would have left a lot of, you know, um, less like, like heartache, uh, for certain people, but you know, I can't take back experiences, so I can't say that I regret them because I wouldn't be who I am today if I if I did, and especially if I didn't learn from them. Uh, but to get back to what we were talking about, during that time, I was just living a fast-paced life that I crashed really, really, really hard. Um, it was right around the beginning of June. And I only remember this because the Warriors were, were in the championship, they were in the finals, and the day before I met my, my ex, was the final game and the Warriors lost and I was heartbroken. Um, and so this is like a core memory for me. I'll never forget her because of this and yeah. I'll never forget that time period for the Warriors, you know? Um, but anyway, uh, we met and her personality, if you've ever met her, is like through the roof. roof. She has a skyrocket personality. It's just bubbly, you love it. She makes everybody adore her. Um, and that's who I met the first thing. And she wasn't even supposed to, I ran. Is that um, your type? Is that your usual type? No, oh, no. Okay. We actually had a huge age gap uh, when we met. I think I was 21, turning 22. She was just turning 19. Yeah, I think she was just turning 19. So we had like an age gap. And that was actually the opposite of what I was looking for. I told myself if I was going to get into a relationship, that's what it was going to be too. with an older woman who knows what the fuck Either she wants. Either my age or a little bit old, or like yeah, older. Yeah, and I, and I was like, she has to have her own place. It's hard like, to play with your kids. You know, uh, and it has to be out the closet because that was a big thing for me because I, I never lived like after I came out, you know, like I've never went backwards. I was always like out, you know, like mm -hmm. be you, be you, be you. Then I ended up meeting somebody who was like younger, you know, still lived at home, completely opposite type of like lifestyle that I had. Was she not out yet? And she was not out. And so like, that was one thing that was very hard for us. And it caused a big rift, you know, in our relationship. I would say, if anything, 
um, one thing that that led to our demise was me not giving her the space to find herself mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, that's where I say um, I expected because that I sacrificed for like some things and um, I kind of went outside myself for her that I expected her to do the same for me when I wanted it at my Well, pace. I mean, you mentioned earlier how like after like, you know, you went through all that trauma, you needed to like self-reflect. Yeah. And I feel like it's, you can't do that when you're with somebody. You, you don't think so? I don't think so. It's hard. It's hard because you can't focus on yourself completely yeah. without, while also trying to like help somebody else who I feel like when you're in a relationship, you guys are both trying to figure yourselves out. Yeah. Each like individually and together. But I think for like healthy relationships, I feel like both parties should have figured themselves out for the most part beforehand before being, before picking how they're going to work together. And I agree because there is a cloud of judgment when you do love someone. Mm-hmm. And and that's why love is insanity because we don't really know what we're doing as we're doing it. And that's um, true. And that's why I really can't blame anybody in a situation that may be toxic or, you know, may not be the best thing for them, but they love a person dearly or anything like that because you just have those blinders on when you're in a relationship. And, and the part of a relationship when it's romantic is you always want to see the best in someone. And yeah, you sometimes we force ourselves. You to even like overlook that. some like negative things like yeah. red flags sometimes. And they don't become clear until you're away. So I do, I mean, I do understand that. Or the one that I hate the most is where you're like, well, maybe I can change them or maybe I can fix this. Yeah. And see, that's the thing is that I wanted, I kind of wanted that. I, I wanted I wanted somebody that she wasn't prepared to be for me at the time. And I kept trying to force like that. And now that I know better, I I regret doing that and not giving her the space to kind of navigate, especially when you're in a, in a lesbian or gay relationship for the first time, you don't know what you're doing. And, and every new step you take is going to make you second guess your last one because it's just guess, yeah. all new, you know? And so I expected that because I was sacrificing that she should too, and that it should be when I wanted to, because I did it when she needed me to. That's a good point. And I- that's different because if you're, if you care about somebody and if you love someone and you expect that relationship to go anywhere, uh, it requires compromise and not sacrifice. And the moment you start sacrificing, you lose yourself and that turns into resentment and you start blaming somebody else for a choice you made. When you are in a relationship for it to work, it has to be compromised. That is two people deciding the best things for both of them. But when you sacrifice, that is just one, just person, one person taking the brunt and, and you know getting the shit end of the stick. And no one wants that. But I feel like you don't learn that unless you've been through like, at least a few relationships or at least like seen it from other people see but before this relationship that i was in i think like when you were let's say like with your first love like did you know any of this did you like understand any of the no, things that you because just talked about with my first love she's actually been in and out of my life for the last 15 years Same so with me. <laughs> that's that's hard to say because when i first met her you know I was in middle school and I had this idea that she was the one for me and we were going to be together mm-hmm. through thick and thin and nothing was going to happen. And that's you thinking that from your own personal like That's my, that's my and, like, 11 year old self saying like, this is your person. Because you're not thinking about compromise. You're thinking like, I want a relationship and this is what I want from it. Exactly. Then, you know, we actually had a tumultuous relationship to where we were always with another person, mm-hmm. yet we were always messing with people. And no, I don't condone cheating. <laughs> I was a cheater, but it that does not... Though. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, some people 
go down certain paths and it helps them learn a very important lesson. I learned mine, okay? I definitely did. Cheating is not okay. Bill Clinton endorses the message. (laughs) (laughs) I did not have... (laughs) But yeah, so that was... With my first love, it was a very different kind of relationship. And then we were always with other people. Then when I finally got her, and I, but the funny thing is, it, I was a senior and she was a junior. She was older than me, oh, but she came from Honduras. So she, oh, okay. so without like, a birth certificate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a process and her mom forgot her birth year or put the <laughs> wrong one. And so she was actually older than me, but in a younger grade. And I just remember being a senior and I was like, I don't really want to You're be like, in a relationship. Ooh, that's hot. I was like, like, ugh. I was like, you know, I don't want to do this. I was like, ugh. Right the moment I got here, it was just like, I didn't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I told her, it devastated her. And she didn't want to hear from me again, you know? Like, she didn't want to talk to me. It took years to actually get back into her life. And then we tried again. It didn't really work out because we were just on different paths. Did you have ever have a conversation about like what happened? Yeah, actually, it was recently. And cuz I feel like that that's like what you need in order to like either uh like make the relationship better or like finally get that closure and just end it completely, you know? Well, I think I already had the closure. I just didn't know. Do you think she did also? What it was. No. And I think that's why. I think for a lot of the r- romantic relationships I've had, I've always had the upper hand of having closure because of how I end relationships. I think that's how I am now. But before, when I was younger, I definitely was the kind that like... Looked for it from somebody else? Well, because I think initially, most of my earlier relationships were... Uh, I was the one that got broken up with. So then that's usually the more... Uh, Those are the ones that stick with you and kind of I mean, change your... Yeah, because now that I'm... When I've been on the other side where I break up with somebody, not to say that it doesn't hurt me as much i mean it doesn't it doesn't but it hurts less because like i'm the one that like broke it off so right and see that brings me to another point with romantic relationships um i was not always great and and i'm glad that i can admit that and have no shame in it mm-hmm. um i think a lot of people hate to say that they were um you know cheaters or they had a hard time it's hard being to admit faithful. i i think so but that's only if you feel that yeah you know, you can't be honest with yourself. And for me, I think honesty above all transparency mm-hmm. uh, means a lot. And I used to be a liar. Like I used to be a liar when I didn't have to. And then when I learned I didn't have to lie to kind of get, you know, women to do what I want. Um, that was worse. But because it's, st- it's still a tool in your tool belt. You it, still have it. Exactly. That scale, I guess. And see, let me tell you how, how I did it. And this is nothing to like for I'm not boasting, but it's it, it amazes me that I allowed myself to manipulate so many women, you know, when I was dating them because like what was I really giving them? Like it wasn't me, it wasn't Sarah. I wasn't giving them, you know the compromise. Yeah, I was I was giving them what what I knew they wanted. What you were their you know? their god and they were just And and that's kind of like that's really crazy to me because I can't even fathom that now. When I talk about myself being a cheater, it's kind of hard to believe even when I say it. But when I was going through my hoe phase, I would say, (laughs) um, and when I learned I didn't have to lie, that was more dangerous because what I would do, I would build these women up. I would make them feel like they were the most important thing in my life. And I could not, you know, uh, 
Well, see, because see, see myself without them. Right. And so they felt important. I would prioritize them. I would do kind of relation relationship like stuff. Well, it's because you um, know what like relationships are kind of built out of. So yeah. And once you understand like basic like love languages, you can yeah. kind of like I would never use like the language like, you know, like like baby or babe, mm -hmm. but I would make sure that they would have a pet name. Um oh, that's I, interesting. I would juggle about like three, you know, to four women at a time. So you think if you were to use like uh, like pet names like babe or something that's more serious? No, but I think it's more misleading, and and I don't want to mislead people because mm. people associate. But aren't like you that. already? Yes, but I'm saying that I don't want them to. When I tell you that I use the truth in my <laughs> advantage, I let them know, like, hey, like you're gonna. Oh, okay, it's not that serious. Yeah, it's not that serious. But I wait for them to bring up that part. I wait mm. for them to say, like, hey, so what, what are, are we? we? Oh, fuck that yes. question. Oh. oh, yes, yes, the what are we question. I wait for them to bring that up. I wait for them to ask. I wait. For them to get jealous about something, mm -hmm. and then that's when I like, you know, be like, hey, 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 pump the brakes, you know? Yeah. We're we're just having fun, or I'm not really looking for a relationship right now. Does that um, do you feel like that removes the guilt for you? Yes, definitely, because at the end of the day, they do make their own choice. But I had a, I was playing, you know, mm -hmm. Geppetto, and I was <laughs> I was a puppeteer, and I caused it. They don't know it though. They don't know that. The, the The reason why I don't feel guilty is because they make a choice and they say, well, you know. Okay. But the reason why they say okay is because they think at the end of the day, they could change my mind, that they can somehow flip me and change me and make me that better person. You feel like you get off on that? Like that's like what you kind of, you enjoyed at the time? Possibly because I, I enjoyed being chased. I thought it was so fun. Oh yeah. I know? was going to ask that. Like, were you usually the one that chased or were you the one that got A little chased? bit of both. I would start the chase and mm -hmm. then once it, like, you, give, you, know, you give them a little like a, mm -hmm. a taunt. And then I would turn it, I would turn and it around. Leave it in their hands. And it it was fun, but I also thinking back on it now, I was only doing that because I didn't know how to actually receive love romantically. And mm. and I received a lot of love, you know, growing up from my family, especially like my mom and my grandma. Um, so you had good models of love per se. Yes, I, my mom. My mom would always express like love. Um, she wasn't a nurturer. She was not, but she would always express love. My grandma was a nurturer and I, you felt her love and anybody, a stranger could feel my grandma's uh, love. That was the kind of person she was. So. Then do you feel like you became that or are you different? Um, I feel that I always. Like, are you a nurturer or are you like a cold love kind of person? Like you, like oh, they'll, they'll know that you love them, but it's like not very obvious. No, I'm, I'm going to always be real with you, but mm -hmm. I am going to nurture you. Like, I, I think that everybody needs that, you know, um, guiding hand and, and that softness at times, but you do also need to know how to balance that because everything is about energies, right? And yeah. I can't always be that person providing just just light, you and know. That's that whole compromise thing again. Like yeah. you can't always be the one like giving all of because this. that drains you, yeah. and and you don't want to be the person that isn't on the receiving end ever, you know. That's true. But yeah, I mean, that's why I think I was okay with it because these women would say, "Oh yeah, okay," and they thought that they could change me, and so. They would find out soon enough that they couldn't. And is that like any age, like even like now too? I was doing this honestly from the time that I was 16 till, you know, 21, 22 before I met, you know, my ex. And when I met her, that kind of changed something because she didn't play around. She basically told me to drop all my hoes in an instant. And was I she did. experienced in relationships or were you her first? No, like, uh, honestly, she had relationships, but they're all in high school. So I don't count those, you mm -hmm. know, um, those 
those are not ones that really shape you. Those are those, you but know. I mean, the, I those would, are also important at the time. Yeah, I was gonna right? say because like, my first, time, yeah, my first love. Well, but then again, like like we said, it continued like even after high school. So, but they're so dramatic and, yeah, yeah, and always, honestly useless. It's always overhyping your. There mind. There is no relationship from high school that I take with me, and I'm just like, wow, that taught me the best lesson ever. Yeah, or I know, like I'm taking that with me to my that next or that one. you could, didn't experience it from somebody else later on. Yeah, as well. like there was nothing. Like okay, so he cheated on you. What they is really cheating on you? And you know, high school, like that's nothing. Yeah. They kiss behind a fucking classroom. So like, what? Oh my God. Um, but you know they are important at the time. But I don't count. Those I think they teach you the basic life. lessons. So like, if you were my ex in high school, you're not my ex now. You are relinquished <laughs> of your duties. I don't know you. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they make their own choices. But now that I realize that that was an awful thing to do, um, I know better. Some people are at that stage where I was, you know, mm. they're right there right now doing the same thing and all because, you know, they're hurt. They're not on the receiving end of love or, you know, they just don't know how to. Um, I think that just means you're not, you might not be ready for love then yet. I wasn't. I just, I just knew I liked attention and I knew how to get what I wanted. You know, from a very young age, I always feel that I've been a master with my charisma. Mm. And so that just transferred to, you know, my dating life and how I was with women. Um, thank God for growth. Have you ever cheated on someone or been cheated on? Well, that's actually kind of complicated too, because I've, I haven't actually been in any official relationship. I've just dated people for like maybe like half a year or like a full year. But, um, in those, I guess, dating relationships, I have actually experienced both, I would say. And it's hard to admit that I feel like for a lot of people, but honestly, like, you know, I feel like everybody kind of feels that way and maybe has been like tempted in some way to cheat or like has been, has experiences like being cheated on. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So for me, for example, I guess I, the farthest I've gone, I think is just like having feelings for somebody and like maybe going as far as like kissing, if anything, so I don't, and then I guess that is considered cheating, you know? If, I mean, if yeah. you're technically with somebody, if you're dating somebody else and then you you do that with somebody else, I guess, you know, that's cheating. Do you think the thought is cheating? Do you think know, having fest, yeah. like having feelings and, you know, that's romantic feelings for somebody, um, do you think that is cheating? Like, I think they call that emotional cheating. But I mean, do I agree? I guess like because I think, yeah, I mean, no, yeah. Wouldn't think, that cut you more? I'm personally, yeah, that yeah, would yeah, cut yeah. me a little bit more. I think if, if I, you're going to be honest with yourself then if you start having feelings for somebody while you're with somebody else, then I think that should be considered cheating. Cause like, that means that you honestly are not like a hundred percent with that other person yeah. or with the person that you're like, that with. means that you are aware that you don't have that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, uh, person. I mean, there's, there's like when you're in a, a serious relationship, you can like say, Oh, that person's like attractive or like, yeah. you know, like I could see myself like, uh, they have attractive qualities or not, but that's not cheating. That's just like, you know, acknowledging somebody's, I guess, value or whatever. Right. But like when you start thinking like, well, I might want to like engage in this like further, like outside of my own relationship, then that starts going into like cheating. Mm. Wow. So when you were on the receiving end of being cheated on, uh, what? Actually, wait, no, 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 wait. I don't think I've actually been on the receiving end. Like, I don't think I've been cheated on. You don't think you've well, been cheated okay. on? Well, if, okay. If I did, I did not know about it. Okay. But I think I could maybe guess in my first relationship, I Lucky think I might duck. have been. No, I think I might have been in my first relationship. What makes you say that? Just because, like, I knew how that person was. And then, like, I think some of my friends, like, also mentioned, like, hey, this person might not be, like, as, like, uh, 
you know you ignored your friends not really but it's like they they were just warning me because they didn't want me to get my feelings hurt Mm -hmm. like nothing was confirmed it was just like she was the kind of person that like was very uh sought after i guess you would say Mm. and it was like i didn't i guess i kind of trusted her enough to believe that she wouldn't like uh what do you call it uh acknowledge that or like she wouldn't like let it become anything yeah let it be a factor so yeah i don't think i've ever been i i don't know if i've ever been cheated on i envy you i've personally been cheated on and that shit sucks and then you had to find out yourself or did they tell you so the first time i was cheated on they they, the person she she actually felt so guilty she told me herself um the second time i was cheated on wow that oh that was like a, a ongoing like thing, but we were both cheating on each other. We just oh, didn't damn. know how to leave each other, and it was kind of both beneficial to be with each other at the time. So, but I feel like that's not wrong though. You know, you, what, it's just no. you guys aren't. You get, no, it's just that you guys aren't being honest. We weren't being honest, which which is what made it wrong, I guess, in a sense, because we knew what the other was doing, and it was basically like retaliation every mm. single time instead oh, of just you know saying that's like, so hey, exactly, let's end this. Yeah. And, but I wasn't thinking, you know, I was, I was peeking into like my 18, 19 year old self. And it was a relationship that transpired over a few years and we were friends first. So I was really scared to lose the friendship and all of that. So we were just doing a lot of shit that we didn't need to do. And then, you know, uh, the third time I got cheated on, I actually had to find out. Yeah. Or investigate. See, and that's the thing is that my gut Uh, told me something and I didn't want to believe it. And I tried to ease my mind by putting on my, (laughs) yeah, my blinders and nope, that gut feeling kept, kept rocking with me and kept hitting me hard and said, listen, bitch, check that phone. And so I checked the phone and I want to be that person. I will never recommend that to anybody because I already had the answer and yet I found answers, more answers than what I was prepared for at the time. So, um, never, ever do that. And if you feel like you have to just get out of the relationship, leave, it it is really not worth it. But I feel like there's, that's a caveat because like there's, there's healthy doubt. And then there's like the gut feeling there's something definitely wrong. Right. Like everyone has, I think, like honest doubt where it's like, hmm, I don't know if this is going to work out because maybe like um, our families might not get along or whatever. And that's fair. But if you're just like, hey, that person's really into their phone so much now yeah, and they never different. were. That's that gut feeling. Yeah. Wrong that, you, then, you know, you should walk away rather than just driving yourself <clears throat> crazy over it, especially knowing whatever you find at the end. The ideal is that you could yeah. ask them and they'd be honest, but they're not going to be honest. So. And that's what I did with my last one, where when I last got cheated on, I uh, I asked, and she lied, and I just presented the truth. And for me, I will never ask you a question uh, that I don't already, you know, feel like I have the answer. Mm-hmm. When I'm talking about a significant other, yeah. or even, you know, someone I hold in high regard, I will never ask you a question that I didn't know the answer to. And that's pretty much because if I hold honesty to such a high regard and if I respect you enough to always tell you the truth, why can't you do the same for me? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't you respect me and give me the truth? Well, I guess that's and also... you can't expect a, it from yeah, everyone. Yeah, you can't expect that because not everybody's like... 
yeah. has been through the same experiences or has been raised the same way right? or understands love the same way. So like, you know, that's why I envy you because you don't know if that has ever happened to you. So it's not something well, that like really drives you crazy or like makes you think in your next relationship. Am I going down that similar? I guess path? now that we're opening it up, I'm kind of remembering that like at the time, since we were just dating, like she would also tell me about like, and we also went to different schools. So then, no, that's rough. For example, yeah. okay, here's a pretty clear example for me. Like, she had to. She was telling me about how she uh, was going to go to prom with this other guy from her high school. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, like, technically, I could have gone with her, like, because you know they have like you can do like cross school yeah. proms or something like that. But the way she was explaining or whatever was like, you know, at the time, it, it might have been better. It, it might have been. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the weird. exact explanation was. Weird. But it's like it don't was situation. It. it was situations like that where it's like you know. Oh, I'm gonna hang out with this guy, like you know, mm-hmm. we're just friends. So, like, yeah. I, I guess I, you know, me being so naive at the time, I was like 16, 17. You know, you, you, I just had too much trust. I didn't know how to like hold back. I guess on the, or like you know, I didn't. I wasn't suspicious because I just thought yeah. it was like. I feel you. I thought I she felt you. the same way, and I thought she was being as honest as I was. So. And those are those growing experiences because we always expect people to be just as we are, but we know as we grow older that. You know, they're not. And the least thing I expect out of people is honesty, but I know that that's something I won't really get mm-hmm. all the time. You know, people pick and choose what they want to be honest about. And so if you want to find the truth or if you want to figure things out, like that's up to you when it comes to relationships, or you can just do some reflection and say, what works best for me? And if what is currently happening is not working out and you think you can make appropriate changes, do it. And if that doesn't work, then leave. If not, you know, do what's best for you. I think that's one thing we neglect all the time is we always make a choice for someone else. And when I was always being silent and ignoring my gut feeling, I was making a choice for someone else. I was making that choice for them not to uh, be honest. I was making that choice for them to hide what they were doing. I was, you know what I mean? So I was also making that choice to hurt myself because I was ignoring what I knew to be true. and I do think there are those tell signs when someone is doing something dirty because... Well, also because you know what it is, too, because you've done it. Well, but not everybody shows it in the same way. Yeah, but at least you're a little bit more but aware if, of... But if someone is completely doing the opposite of what you're used to and what you know, then, you know... Like, like going back to, like, if it was, like, my the person I was talking about, like, I didn't know to be suspicious because I hadn't gone through it yet. Yeah. But now that I, I've gone through it, in the future, I can be... I can have that healthy caution or, like, I can kind of at least... Be yeah. aware that it's a possibility. But not to be super fearful and yeah, yeah, never no, no, take no. that Just step, to know that you know? it exists. Just exactly. to know that the possibility is there. That's good. That you know that that is what we all need to acknowledge is that not every relationship we have is meant to be one that lasts. It's also not supposed to be one that is a fairy tale and picture perfect. Most times people enter your life to teach you a very specific yet important lesson and it is up to you to receive it, you know? You don't get to uh keep people because you've had them for a long time or you've invested a lot of energy into them. Time does not amount to character. I think that's something that we need to realize. Like I've known a lot of people for a long time and I can't say that I amount their character to that amount of time. You know? That's true. Cause I mean, like I've had friends that I felt closer to within a short amount of time versus like somebody that I knew for a long time that I thought was going to be a really close friend that just ends suddenly for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. And I'm glad you actually circled back to that because that was one of our initial talking points in the beginning. You said something, you said that, you know, uh, like familial ties and friendship ties don't really, you know, affect you the same way or, you know, 
you don't really um, take those in the same way you would a romantic relationship and have it completely change your mindset and your way of thinking and how you view certain situations. But for me, friendships hold such a valuable place in my heart. And I, I hold friendships above romantic relationships. Um, you know, sometimes, and I, and I hate to say this because I know it, it might come off the wrong way, but I even put, you know, some, some relationships that I have with friends above like family, because there's something about friendship that makes me feel so vulnerable. I would, <clears throat> I actually saw a quote this morning, which is really funny you say that because it's, it was saying that Family's not necessarily always just blood. It's who you would be. Yeah, for. the I, I forget the original quote, but I know it happened like with witches. I think it's, you know, um the the blood of the coven is thicker than the water of the womb. And there you go. People usually get that quote wrong. They always say blood is thicker than water. Mm-hmm. Um and they leave out all all that was included. I think you just never question um, it or look deeper than you that. never question it, right? But people always relate that to family. They always think that the blood is is family and water is everybody else and that you're supposed to choose family and forsake everybody else and never, ever turn your back on them. Or even if they're right or wrong, you know, you're always supposed to choose your family. And you can feel that way, but it doesn't mean that it can't include friends as well. And that's, but that, exactly. The quote means friends. The quote means the people, the family you choose the people that you have no uh, obligation to. And personally, I feel that I don't really have obligation to family, but I do know a lot of people who do. Mm. I do know a lot of people culturally wise um, that feel that whatever their family wants is, is that's how it goes. You yeah. know? I mean, I'm family is a huge thing with Filipinos. Yeah. So like, I feel like that's ingrained in me. Family now. is a huge, huge thing in Filipinos. Like, and there are things that you just don't question. You go through life, you know, mm-hmm. And, and for me, I don't have that obligation. And that, that quote, it really means the family you choose. And I stand by that. That's how I live my life. I choose family every day. Um, and that's why friendships mean so much to me because I've had friends do so much more for me than I've ever had like my family do where a friend would answer a call and do a favor for me in the drop of a hat before, you know, some family would. And that's why I don't feel that you have to be obligated to family and, and, and everything. You choose you, your family. Do you feel like they still need to be separate terms or could you combine the two into like one thing? I combine the two. Hmm. I combine the two. So if no, I choose no you, difference. I choose you. No. If, if, and that's, that's the thing is that even though I combine the two, I appreciate my friendship so much more because mm. those are people who actively choose me. That's I true. feel vulnerable you because um, you shed yourself when mm. you really have like a, a true friendship. You have and, no choice to but to have your, the family that you have. Yeah. And when you bring somebody into your life and into your circle and not just, oh, this is my work coworker with my other friend yeah. or, you know, but when you're really bringing somebody into your life and your inner circle and you're treating them as blood and your family views them as blood too, you know, that that's a different kind of bond. And the vulnerability behind that, uh, it hurts me more when I lose a friendship. Yeah. I Like that hurts more than a romantic relationship because I actively chose this person and, and I carried them with me. And their hurt was my hurt beyond, you know, a romantic way where I feel like tied to a person that way. But their hurt was my hurt. Their joy was my joy. Their success was my success, you know? And that's different because I see myself in my friends. It's weird because, like, I had a best I had a best friend in high school that he's, like, I mean, he's still around, but, like, he, 
I mean, I don't want to put it all on him. Like it was, it's a two way thing, like communication and whatnot, but we kind of just fell off as friends. And then, I mean, like we were really, really close and I never expected that to happen. Yeah. And then, so, I mean, like, I don't know. It, 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 it shook you though, right? Yeah, like it, 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 that's what I'm saying that, that losing a friend kind of sticks with you more than that romantic relationship because you always ask why with a romantic relationship. Uh, but you eventually forget, mm-hmm. you know, you, you eventually let that part go. But with those friendships, you know, that, that why, when it goes unanswered that you don't ever really. Cause I feel like relationships are like a slot that you fill. It's like a single slot that you can fill. Yeah. Whereas friendships, it's like, it's completely open. Like you mm-hmm. can put as many, like, as you want in there. And I don't know about you, but I don't have many friends, friendships, I should say that have lasted, you know, more than like 10 years, um, the friends that I that I did have that were the long term friends, you know, that those are people I don't talk to as much anymore. Or I no longer keep in touch with. We're very different, so it's just harder for me to gain friends because the trust that I put into that is deeper than the trust that I put into anything else. You know, I feel like it, it'll always be easy for me to meet a romantic like interest. But that's, that's interesting to know that you value friends being, friendship that much. Yeah, but being vulnerable in that way that that you know that that's tough. But uh, yet. I'm here. I still try to connect and meet with new people, but it's just so hard when. Because there are people that are like really invested in finding their romantic relationships. You know? Yeah. They like more... super value whatever romantic relationship they can find. No, I think, you know, like you could be tied to people and have all these connections and, and that is so much more than just a romantic interest. Like when you can weave your life into as many people as possible. Do you think it could also extend to things like other than people? Like for example, your relationship with like a hobby or like a passion of yours? Like, Oh uh, yeah, uh, definitely. And I think that that's just another means relationship. learning how to really give in and selflessly people always say like, be selfish with yourself, but we don't know what that means. When you want to be selfish with yourself, it, it almost sounds as if you're 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 guarding your yourself, you know. But when you be when you're selfless with yourself, and, and that you know transfers to other people, that energy is different. Does that also mean open? I guess would that be a similar definitely. Way? That means that you don't hide any part because you can be selfish yeah. and and still not know yourself. Yeah, you know. But when you're open and you just you don't have anything to hide and you can be your whole self and people are drawn to you in that way. Like that, that's a cool part. I think as I got older, I got a lot more open with myself just because, you know, experiences help you like learn things about yourself and about like other people. So you can like, you know, bounce back and reflect that kind of thing. But I don't think I'm completely open yet. And I think that's the thing that we all are working in progress in, you know, we're trying to figure out, who we are and how we best fit into a world. But while we're in this world, we're also navigating a million mini worlds, you know? Yeah. And I, that's something that we need to acknowledge every time because we all think it's a linear path, but it's not, you know? So as we navigate all this little, all these little worlds inside of this big world, we just feel so small and you'll get there. I'm sure of it, but it takes time and no one's there, but I think reflecting on these relationships, yeah, it, it helps make, yeah. them, like it helps it make hel- you not feel as small because yeah. it, make, it it gives you meaning. Like, Hey, I have this relationship that like, I, I makes me feel like I mean something to this right. person and they mean something to me. It also gives me inspiration to just, you know, be a different light in another person's life yeah. because I realized <clears throat> that I potentially was a big shadow 
early, like in my earlier years. And now I'm just trying to find a way to turn that around. You yeah, know? See, I think, yeah, I'm the same way. I was kind of like pulling a lot from other people because I needed something for myself. And then now I feel like I'm ready to like give back or like not be that person anymore. Yeah. Wow. Um, that was a lot. I think we, uh, we really did unpack a lot here. Um, and a lot of it was really about acknowledging past experiences in our past self um, and seeing how that, you know, affected how we... Helps us grow. Yeah. I think, especially with how we navigate now, I think the next person I date might be the luckiest person I date, for sure. Um, The amount of knowledge that I'm taking. And you know what? It's not to say that I didn't appreciate any relationship that I was in when I, like, you know... I definitely appreciate all my past relationships. I appreciate... All of my past relationships, uh, there are things that I carry with me now. And I know in my next relationship is going to help me entirely and, and to be a better person. But to also learn a lung- love language that is not my own. Um, I think important. in relationships, I always focus more on my love language and what I need rather than, you know, my significant other and what they may need. And but it's a two-way thing. They should understand yours. You should it is. And theirs. that's why we, you know, we come back again to, you know, compromise rather than sacrifice. So if you guys take anything from this today, I hope you, you hear me when I say, if you're in a relationship that you feel that you constantly have to sacrifice, and if you are letting that turn into resentment, now's the time to, you know, reflect and see what it's really worth. You Can know? you compromise or... Can you compromise truly? Like, are you the person too that is? Are you sacrificing? Always sacrificing and 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 you know never really saying anything, but you feel away because if you're not bringing anything up and you're just letting things kind of fester, that's not helpful. But either way, you should be compromising with your significant other. So if you're the one who is asking someone to sacrifice, I think you should realize what you really are asking from them and how that will affect your relationship in the future. Because I can say nine times out of 10, it will not last if you are asking somebody to sacrifice who they are at their core for you, no matter how much they love you. That's just not the way to go. Yeah. Anything you want to leave our our guest on Ryan before we close out here? Uh, Just uh, protect your heart guys. (laughs) Be careful who you uh, trust. No, not really. But um, yeah, I think you wrapped it up pretty well. Ah. Compromise, communicate. I just got Chris Brown's These Hoes Loyal <laughs> when you said that. All right. Um, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank, Thank you, you for helping me launch, you know, with episode one. Again, this is, uh, well, I think it is Ryan. That's how he told sure, me we'll go with that, that I now. could say his name. Uh, this is uh, Ryan Hirang. Hirang. And he uh, has been awesome on this show today. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. And until next time. Peace.